ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Today, exercise and your mood. What exercise? How often? And how intense? Yes, Norman. How often and how intense for you? What's your exercise of choice? My exercise of choice is actually an hour at the gym. So it's a mix of stuff. Unfortunately, with a sore knee, I can't run as well as I used to. Mm. And also coming up, Norman, how long since your last skin cancer check? Oh, I'm a bit blasé about that. I suppose I'm false sense of confidence because I've got olive skin. Mm. Might not be enough of a protection. No. It, it has been a long time for me as well. Maybe years. Uh, and I think it might be complacency on my part because I could just book an appointment anytime. There's skin cancer clinics and GPs that specialise in it all over the shop near where I live. But I've been speaking to people this week who are driving 10 hours to see a skin doctor every couple of months and they say they deserve better access. And we'll also be talking about a mysterious disease that you probably should know about. Mm. I'm really curious about that one because I think it's one of the diseases that they often mentioned on that show House when they were trying to do a differential diagnosis. I've never actually known what it actually is. Well, actually, we'll talk about it later, but at medical school, there are a couple of conditions where, you know, you're asked for the differential diagnosis. What could this be? And yeah, this condition is always one of them. Uh, Syphilis is actually another one, but we can come to that later. Well, first of all, let's cover some of the health news that's been um, kicking around this week. And there has been quite a few big stories. One of them is a retraction by a scientific publisher of two studies involving abortion pills, which... uh, as well as being a medical issue, is also a really hot political issue. Yeah, this has been reported by the journal Nature. And also the British Medical Journal has got involved in this as well. So the drug we're talking about is mifepristone. Um, it used to be called RU486, and it does induce abortions. And it's, the, it's one of the two key drugs used in medical abortions where you don't need a surgical intervention. Hugely controversial in the United States, where um, it's a way of women getting around surgical abortion bans and uh, with cross-border importation of uh, RU486, of mifepristone. And in some states, uh, they've banned the prescription of mifepristone. And these papers that you're talking about have been quoted and used in court cases uh, trying to get mifepristone or succeeding in getting mifepristone banned in particular in states. And one of the states is Texas. There's been Texas rulings on this. Anyway, the two papers have been retracted that have been used in these cases. Now, there's a moral question that people use for um, abortion bans, but there's also they're trying to extend that into safety. And the suggestion here that they're trying to build up is that mifepristone has not had proper safety studies and therefore that uh, Congress should intervene and overrule the Food and Drug Administration's approval of this drug. And it's been used in a micro level at state level. And as evidence of harm, um, one paper showed that there were increased emergency department visits related to medical terminations. And the suggestion here is that that shows that there's risk. Uh, Another study suggested that there was 
an excess incidence of doctors with malpractice suits against them and criminal suits against them who were performing um, abortions in the United States. And uh, both those papers have been retracted for a couple of reasons. Why? Well, one core one is that there were conflicts of interest in terms of the authors, that they came from very strong anti-abortion positions and organisations. But more importantly, it was the data, the data were a problem. So, for example, the one with emergency department visits, um, there was no comparison there with what the normal trend, what the trend was with emergency department visits. So they were suggesting there was an increase of emergency department visits for people who'd had medical termination using Medicaid data. That's a bit like our Medicare, but for disadvantaged people in the United States. Now, two things with that data. One is ED visits were going up anyway, and there was no proof that the ED visit rate trend was any different for people who'd had medical abortions from anybody else coming to emergency departments. Emergency department visits were going up anyway. And then the other uh, question was, what were they coming to the emergency department for? Bleeding is common with mifepristone. Were they just turning up to have their bleeding checked or was it a genuine complication? And there's no evidence there was an increased rate of complications. And similarly with the doctors and malpractice, um, there was no comparison there. Were they any different from any other group of doctors? So and there was also a, a paper in the British Journal of Psychiatry, unrelated, which also had problems with the data and their conclusions about mental health implications of medical abortions. And uh, again, with conflicted authors, but the British Journal of Psychiatry has not retracted that paper, even though it's been heavily criticised. Mm. And just quickly, uh, we've also had data out this week from the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare about how we're going. Fewer people are smoking, but way more people are vaping. Yes, we've got smoking rates in younger people down to very low levels by international standards, down below 10%, which is fantastic news. But vaping has gone up considerably, um, particularly in young people. Some people have said, well... Is there any harm to the increased vaping if indeed smoking rates are going down? Because people have said, well, vaping is a gateway to uh, smoking in young people. And that's an active debate. But there's also harm involved in vaping as well. But vaping has gone up, which shows that the concern was justified. And in other findings, we are very high users of cocaine in Australia, amongst the highest in the world. So there's good and bad news there. And alcohol is a mixed picture. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.